welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blunderman. I'm an ADHD coach with over 10 years experience, and my passion is finding ADHD-friendly tips, tools, and resources that make my life a bit easier, and I bring them here and share them with you in the case they do the same with yours, in case they do the same, and the hopes they do the same. Once again, I'm recording with my faithful and um, loyal assistant, Becca, here, that give me some energy to play off of. I was laughing as soon as I came on because I could see out of the corner of the video, you can kind of see part of my lamp and it was just a little distracting because I try usually not to have it face where it's showing all that, but there it is too late. Going to go with it. All right. So welcome today. This is episode 85 and I'm going to be talking about planning your summer. This episode comes out on June 2nd, which is pretty much the kickoff of summer. I think of summer being June, July, August. I know technically the calendar shows summer starts. I'm going to ballpark it here. Cause I'm not sure like June 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. Um, but I think of summer as being June, July, and August. I've always been tied to the summer months lining up with kind of school holidays. Um, because, you know, I was in school for many years. I was back. I went to school a long time. <laughs> And then my kids were in school and I was a teacher and, you know, all of my career, I've kind of been lined up to think of summer as June, July, August. And, um, I'm just kind of kicking it off that way. So I'm celebrating the beginning of summer and today I'm going to be starting off the episode as I always do with a celebration that's related to a yoga injury, but it's actually a celebration. So I'll, I'll share why. And then I have just a really quick ADHD friendly quote that I'm calling my, my tip for this week. And then that will lead us into, it actually supports the topic, which is planning your summer. So summer can feel like this big spacious time, mm -hmm. but if we don't approach it with our intention, remember, if you go back to my episode on our word of the year, my, what is your intention? Live with intention reminder. I'm approaching that when it comes to planning my summer too. What's my intention for the summer? So I'm going to dive into what I'm doing to support myself and share some tips to help you get what you want from your summer. And then as always, I will wrap up with a recap and share a little spice, little kind of tidbit of what's coming up next week in the ADHD friendly podcast. But let's start with the celebration. So last summer, this is like going back almost a year ago now, I was doing my yoga routine that I, you know, really struggled to put in place. And I tweaked my knee doing a side plank. Apparently I did not have the core strength to do a side plank and I really strained my knee and it aggravated, um, it to the point that I just found that I was modifying what I was doing in certain yoga poses. And I just kind of limped along doing, you know, my thing didn't let it get in the way of my, my streak, but it did require me to do things in a different way. And I just kept tolerating it and moving along, tolerating it, moving along. And then about a month and a half, almost two months ago, I decided Okay. It's been like at that point, like eight, nine months that I've been dealing with this and it got somewhat better, but never completely better. And then it would re agitate it doing something. And I'd be right back to it being problematic again and having to ice it. So I was like, that's it going to go and make an appointment, which I've talked about before telephonophobia, all of these things that can get in the way of actually taking that action and, and getting an appointment on the calendar. Once it's scheduled, I'll go, but gosh, scheduling, it was tough but I did it and had to do a bunch of appointments to get MRI and x-rays to confirm there was nothing wrong, which was my assumption. 
but good, I guess, you know, relief to see it wasn't arthritis or anything. There wasn't anything, you know, kind of damaged. It was just, I tweaked a ligament. So now I'm in PT. So my really long roundabout back is like, get to the point. My really long roundabout <laughs> celebration is I now had to figure out how to work in what is pretty much 15 minutes daily of PT exercise homework I have to do every day into my day, each and every day. And that's really challenging. I already have a really good routine with my yoga Monday through, through Thursday. I have a really good routine where I walk every day. Where am I going to remember to put 15 minutes of PT in every day? And I am a rule follower. So you tell me I need to do my homework. I need to do it. But I also have ADHD and have a really hard time finding time to come back and, and feel like like starting this routine. So my husband made a suggestion, which I initially really felt resistance towards. And that was, why don't you just do it as soon as you're done with your yoga in the morning, since I'm already on my yoga mat and I'm already kind of stretched and limbered, but I have a really nice routine in the morning. Got it down. I do my yoga at five 30 and then I get ready for my day and I have my breakfast and I go for a walk at six 30. So I get my walk checked off before it gets too warm outside. I really like my routine. If I did my 15 minutes of PT in the morning, right after that, it would kind of throw my morning routine off. And I really had a lot of resistance for that. But what I realized was if I gave myself permission to modify my yoga, not give up the yoga, not try to find another time to do PT, just modify the length of the yoga routines I'm doing. I could then do the PT immediately after the yoga. Cause I just do yoga videos, yoga with Adrian, go Adrian. Um, it would fit. And so I just do, do, excuse me, a 10 or 15 minute yoga routine now. So I have time to do the 15 minutes of PT without it interrupting. Cause I've got pretty much a 30 minute window in the morning to do my yoga. And so now it still fits in there. I'm already on my mat. I have everything up there that I need the strap to stretch my leg, the, the bands to do all of the different things. Everything's up there and ready to go. And I've now done it for five days in a row and it's worked like a charm. So I'm celebrating that I found a way to add something else to my routine that I really was resistant and hesitant about, but it just required a little tweaking and now it works. So I kind of did the piggyback onto something that's already working because doing it at some random point in the day was not working, but I had to give myself permission to modify a routine that's really well established, recognizing this is going to allow me to keep up that routine, but then also get the PT checked off, getting it done. All right. Now with my celebration. So here's a quick tip. This is my time-saving thing. I'm doing a really quick tip today. And it's actually a quote. It's from Carol Hildebrand and it's on making better decisions. And I'm using this quote because it kind of ties to how you make decisions about what you want to do with your summer. So keep that in mind as you listen. It's a little bit of a longer quote. I don't usually think of these as quotes. <laughs> this is almost like a little story, but it's just a quote. Okay. So most of us have weak decision-making muscles. We do not realize what it means to make a real decision. We fail to recognize the force of change that a truly congruent, committed decision makes. The word decision comes from the Latin roots with D meaning down or away from and cadre, I don't know if I'm saying that right, meaning to cut. So therefore a decision means cutting away from any other possibility. A true decision means that you are committed to achieving a result and cutting yourself off from any other possibility. Committed decisions show up in two places, your calendar and your bank account. I get chills when I read that. 
All right, back to the quote. No matter what you say you value or even think your priorities are, you only have to look at last year's calendar and bank account to see the decisions you have made about what you truly value. See how you have reserved your time. Look at your expenditures. Those are the trails to the decisions you have made. Okay, I love this because it really is a concrete way of looking at when you decide something, and this is also really hard for us when we have ADHD, everything feels deeply important. It's really hard to, you know, that fear of missing out, to let go of something because what if that was the one thing I should have been doing so we can really get in our heads and, and get overwhelmed by this. So at least that all or nothing where we have great intentions, but we have difficulty following through or taking action. So what I loved is thinking about what you decide bringing it into the summer framework of what I'm getting ready to talk about. I invite you just to explore what would you decide so that you are cutting away from all of the possibilities because we can't do it all. We really can't. It's not, it's not humanly possible. So what would you give up? What would you prioritize so that you're able to be mindful about your expenditures? So where you're spending your time and where you're spending your money. Um, I know it can be a little comfortable to think about looking at your calendar, looking at your, your, bank account to see where did I actually spend my money? What was my intention and what did I actually do? But it is a concrete way to go back and, and just check in and see, was I aligned with my intentions or did I kind of lose the thread? And then what would I do differently? All right. So that's just a little tip, little, little quote there to tie into today's topic. And today I'm talking about planning your summer, how you go about what can feel like, and this is how it feels like to me, Becca, it feels like this big, open, expansive space. I can do everything in the summer. I find myself throughout the year thinking, oh, I'll do that in the summer. Oh, I'll do that this summer. It just feels like this big, open space of time where anything's possible and everything's possible. But I know from experience, that's not true. But my brain tells me it's true. So that's what I have to, I have to work with. So even though I'm no longer teaching and I'm not personally in school, I have one last kid that's graduating from college, from college, from high school this year that will be going to college next year. So that's still connected to that school schedule, but I also coach students. And so about half of my practice typically is made up of students. So my students almost always pause coaching over the summer and it gives me a lot more space in my schedule to do more projects at work, to tackle more things at home because I have a lighter work schedule in the summers. That also tends to lend itself to that feeling that I can do it all. I have plenty of time to do it this summer. So when you think about what you want to do this summer, I know for me, my list typically includes where do I want to go? So where am I going to travel? What books do I want to read? What do I want to knit this summer? Are there projects for work that I always have kind of a running list of things I'm building up over the summer to work on? I also have projects at home that I work on that you know might be like decluttering and clearing things out and that kind of thing. And I just want to highlight how I'll do it this summer is kind of that magical thinking where it's just like, oh, I'll get it all done in the summertime. But how do you know that what it is possible to get done? So I'm going to talk about some tools to support you in planning your summer. And it always starts with visualization. And by that, I mean, literally close your eyes and picture what do you want your summer to look and feel like? So if you think about your ideal summer, what do you really, really want from your summertime? And then asking yourself questions, what does it look like? Like literally, are you sitting on a beach with your feet in the sand and the, the ocean washing up? 
Are you relaxing reading a book? Are you listening to music? Are you eating really good food? Are you grilling out? Um, who are you with? Who are you spending time with? Are there other people there with you? What are you actively doing? I always think of summer. Nobody will play croquet with me in the space. <laughs> Love croquet. I always, part of my image is always like setting up the croquet on the lawn and hitting the ball around. But, you know, I, and I picture other people with me. Rarely that happens. But I do, I envision it as part of my, my the feel of summer is, you know, kind of like getting out there before it's too hot and hitting the croquet ball around. What does it smell like? I always like picture my husband grilling things so I can smell like, you know, food cooking on the grill. The, the smell of fresh cut grass, um, even the, for some reason, the smell of strawberries. We always used to go strawberry pick, picking yeah. um, and I'd make things with strawberries in the summer, like little strawberry shortcakes, like the smell of strawberries is part of you know, what I smell. So when I, when I invite you to visualize it, get really into the details of it, what it looks and feels and sounds and smells like. Maybe you have a word of the season. So this kind of ties back to um, a word of the year, but breaking it into maybe there's a word of the season. Maybe it's um, spacious. That's how I think of my summer, spacious. It just feels like there's a lot of room to do everything I wanna do. Maybe it's productive or connection. Maybe summer's a chance for you to reconnect with people, to have time to visit with them or having them come to visit you. Um, water could be a word of the season. So, you know, kind of, sun or you know outside just if there's a word that resonates with you that might be kind of a north star for you to navigate from so i invite you just to consider if a word for the season of summer would help you to stay connected to what your intention is for the summer and then i encourage you to list all of your goals or if goals isn't a word that resonates with you all of your aims all of your intentions what do you want to check off this summer um really thinking about using concrete visual tools. So I'm going to share my favorite and this is going to kind of obscure me when I hold it up, um, but that's okay. So I'm just kind of showing, this is a, a semester calendar. Becca, you have to, when you edit, put up there. I think this is in the ADHD friendly shop on my site. Yes. Um, but this is just a, a, my husband mounted on a piece of um, cardboard, but it's just a, a single like laminated sheet that, um, works very well on its own. You can hang it up on a wall or on a bulletin board um, with magnets. I have magnets here hanging because I'll put it on my dry erase board so I can move it around. But my husband put a little piece of cardboard on it to keep a little bit more um, solid so I can work with it. So this is I have from June through September on my four-month semester calendar. I love seeing into September. It points at it over here. <laughs> this is September, right? Yeah. Over here. Um, because it lets me literally see all of summer. So I have kind of the beginning of summer I'm marking off with my daughter's graduation from my graduate graduation from high school. And then I have the spaciousness of July. Like there's nothing, it's wide open space. July always to me feels like kind of the heart of summer. There's nothing at the front of it. There's nothing at the back. It's just open July. I love July, but I turn the calendar to August and I start feeling the urgency of summer winding down. Um, this is especially true. I know when I had, my kids were younger and I had to like get them geared up and ready for back to school. I hated turning the calendar August because the pressure was on. It was always a difficult time for me to let go of the unstructured summertime. Part of me loved getting back into the routine of school, but it's so difficult when you have kiddos that are impacted by ADHD to get back into that structure. So I just knew it was coming when I turned the calendar to August. So to me, August kind of signifies the beginning of the end of summer. And so I kind of have the, the day my daughter starts college down here. So 
that to me kind of bookends the beginning and the end of summer. And then just to explain, not to distract you, I have like, this is also my podcast planner where I just kind of play around concretely. I've used the idea of using little post-it notes where I write down topics and I just have the space to write them down as I think of them and move them around in a concrete way that lets me see like, when does that hit? What time of year am I thinking about doing that? And does that make sense? So it's kind of how I planned this episode when I saw, oh, it's June 2nd, kind of the beginning of summer. I need to record how to plan your summer on my semester calendar. So what I encourage, if you use a tool like this, and you could literally print this out on a single piece of paper, there's tons of free printable calendars that you can use. You don't need something. I like a large um, tool to manipulate my time so I can see it more easily because I just start filling in. I have four kids. I start filling in everybody's schedules and it can get pretty crowded. So you have kiddos that are going to camp or different summer school programs or taking musical lessons or family vacations, it can really start being busy. So I encourage you to explore what tool would help you to see the time you have available this summer and start plotting it in so you can see what time do you actually have available to do the things you want to do? I'm always amazed when I start, you know, summer's really spacious, but I start putting in when I have different company visiting, when we're going to be going someplace, um, different things that are already committed time-wise. And it's really amazing how little kind of blocks and spaces of time I have to do any of the bigger projects that I want to work on. And what I love, kind of love-hate thing about it, I love that it helps me to see the time I actually have. So it creates urgency. What I hate is I never have the time to do what I want to do. So that's kind of helping me to prioritize. So I'm just highlighting external, visible, concrete tools are really key here because our brains will stretch time and make it feel like we have all the time in the world and there's no way it's going to be a problem. I have plenty of time. I'll get that done. If we can pin our time down with external, concrete, visible tools, you can see if it's possible to get it done. And it just makes it easier to kind of let go of those things that we might be tempted to hold on to if we can't see it's literally impossible to get all that done. And it always reminds me of the summer I planned to read. I forget if it was 30 books or it was some crazy amount of books. And I was walking with my sister and she just asked me really casually like, oh, how do you have time to read all of that? And I was just like, what do you mean? I have all summer. Cause it just felt like this endless amount of time. And in reality, there was no way I had time to read all of that. If I didn't really change and kind of make it like the summer of reading where I do nothing but read. So that also could be a decision that you make. If you're like, well, this is all I want to do. Do you have the, the ability to give yourself permission to let go of other things so you can do the thing that you most need or want to do? Okay. Um, so again, add anything onto your calendar that is literally going to take up your time so you can see what you have. And the other thing I'll encourage you to do is visualize your future self. Think about whether or not you, if you picture yourself in September, what's your future self going to celebrate from you going through this process of visualizing, pinpointing what your goals and intentions are and planning for them? And what are you also going to wish that you could have made the decision to do at this point on June 2nd to support you to get this, what you want out of your summer. So I always like to think about my future self and think, what am I going to celebrate? And what would I do differently at this point that I can still use to support myself to navigate, to get what I intend to get from the time I have available this summer. Another tool I want to share is a tool that I shared in a previous episode. I wrote down the episode, but I can't remember what it is. Becca, you'll, you'll flash it up there. Um, where I talked about prioritizing different intentions over the summer, I did this over um, a podcast from last summer, but it's just a tool that I find very, very visually sparkly. This is geared towards um, 
families with younger kids where you might, if I just always know, like when my kids were suddenly out of school, I was a stay at home mom and they were just like home all day. I needed structure to my day. I couldn't just get up without any sense of what we were going to do with the time we had. So I really had like morning activities, uh, you know, later morning activities, lunch, afternoon activity, nap time. Like I, I just kind of pinned it all down. So there was some variety and everybody knew what to expect. So it just helped to keep it kind of flowing. And then I just changed things around each week. We might not, you know, do all new things every week. I might just move around when I did different things to create a little variety. So again, spreadsheets are a nice way to pin down your time too, especially if you have little kids and you need to see what you're trying to accomplish each week or just remember what you need to do, where you need to be. Okay, so that's all I wanted to share. When you think about you know, planning out your summer, what are your intentions and how can you meet them with a little bit more ease? So to quickly recap, I started out this episode with a celebration that I found a way to piggyback on my morning yoga routine to make my new PT homework schedule work so that I'm getting the PT exercises in, in a way that I can keep doing my yoga and I can also add the PT and still not interrupt my morning routine. That's been working really nicely for me. So it's win-win. There's another win in there. Win-win. Win-win-win. And then I shared the quote. Um, about how to make better decisions and really just invite you to keep that in mind when you look at how will you support yourself to decide what your priorities are this summer. Remember, tying it to planning for your summer, visualize what's your ideal summer look like, who are you visiting, who are you with, what does it look, smell, feel, sound like, and then pinning down, what do you wanna read this summer? What do you wanna do this summer? Where do you wanna go? What do you wanna learn? This is your time to really decide what do you want from your summer? And then look and see, do you have the time to be able to do the things you really want to do? All right, that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about comprehensive to-do lists. So if you do your summer list and you're not quite sure what to do with it, come back next week. I'm going to be telling you how to take that comprehensive list and how to use it. So you're supporting yourself with a little bit more ease. That's all for this episode. Remember, take what works for you, leave whatever doesn't behind. This is a podcast geared towards just supporting you to get more from what you want each and every day. And to get that in an ADHD-friendly way, we have to take what works and let go of what doesn't. If you like this, please subscribe if you haven't already. And if there's somebody that you think would benefit from this information, please share the episode so that it's reaching more people who can just take the tools and use them to support themselves a little bit more each day. And if you haven't started your ADHD Friendly Owner's Manual yet, check out my website, ADHDfriendly.com for lots of resources on there to get you started. That's all for now. Until next week, Tally Howe.